On this episode of the Financially Savvy Girl podcast, I give you 10 simple tips on how to save money. Take hold of your freedom. Take hold of your future with the Financial Savvy Girl. Welcome, welcome, guys, to episode nine. Episode nine. This is officially our last one-digit episode of the Financially Savvy Girl podcast, and this is your girl, Aki, and I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey of financial intelligence for personal financial growth and financial independence and freedom. This is episode nine, and on this episode we talk about 10 tips on saving money. I often hear and I'm asked questions about, you know, what is it that we do for our investments? How do we invest? Where do we invest? And not a lot of people ask me about savings. You know, how do I make sure to save money? And how, you know, what are some tips to save money? But I truly fundamentally believe that saving is a fundamental principle prior to investing. For you to know where to invest your money, you first need to have developed good strategies on saving your money. So I want to talk about savings because I think it's so fundamentally important. And I think to even begin with, one of the... um, you know, misconception for lack of a better word, but I really think it's actually a misconception that people have surrounding money is that, you know, they tackle their financial life or just their life period, journey, career with money as a goal. And this is where for me, I find a lot of people um, have it backward. If you have money as your goal, then you're not really going to have good principles behind it. Instead, what you should have is see money as a tool for you to actually accomplish your goals. So money isn't the goal. Getting money isn't the goal. That paycheck isn't the goal. Rather, it's the tool for you to accomplish the goal. So The most important thing that I want you to do is to assign a goal to your savings, right? So why do you want to save this money for? So put a name to it, put a goal to it, put a deadline to it. You know, I want to achieve X, Y, Z when I reach a thousand dollars. I'll give you an example. And that should be even your first goal when it comes to your saving. I want to save $1,000 because I want to have an emergency fund. My emergency fund is for uh, unexpected, you know, emergencies that occurs. It could be unexpected expenses. It could be fixing your tires. It could be whatever it may be, just 
this emergency fund is for unexpected things that may occur and I may need to, you know, have money accessible that I can take from that account and use it for the expense without having to compromise my, my budgeting and the plans that I have for my, my paycheck for the month or whatever it may be. So if you have that emergency savings account, it gives you that. So that's a goal that you have for you to actually use your tool, which is money, so that you can funnel money into that goal. So that's important. So now that we're on the same page and we understand that money is your tool and you need to have a goal in place. Now let's talk about these 10 tips that I have for you today on saving money. And a lot of these, I've done it myself and I've been very successful in doing that. Number one, track your spending. Track your spending for one month. If you follow uh, us on Instagram, financially underscore savvy girl, you know that all week we've been talking about savings. And I did a post on tracking your spending so it's important for you to see where your your where you've spent your money. So I just want you to go back for the month of June, start there, and I want you to track for the whole month of June where you've spent your money. Track it, go back, look into your accounts online, wherever um, you usually spend your money. I want you to just go back and literally look at every transaction. Where did you spend it? You know, and track, track it down by tracking your money. It forces you to have an idea of where you're putting your money, what room do you have, where you can improve. And, um, it really allows you to see if you are living below your means, which takes me to this second tip. It's so important for you to be living below your means. And after you have tracked your spending, now it's time for you to adjust certain things, right? So if you see that, you know what, I've just really overspent last month and, you know, so have your budget in place and really reorganize, rejig your, 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 your spending so that you can bring yourself in alignment to living below your means. Below your means is really below what you make. Make sure that your expenses do not exceed what you're making. Most importantly, also make sure that not just does it not exceed, but that it is really below um, what you're making. So the money that you're bringing in has to be greater than the money that's coming out in expenses right? So that's important. So make sure that you track your spending for the month. So that's number one, live below your means. That's number two. And also have number three, an account that is specifically designed for your savings. So what I'm saying is don't leave your savings in the same account where you're checking or your expenses are being taken out of. So have an account devoted specifically 
for your savings. And you all know I'm a lover of tax-free savings account. And so open a tax-free savings account for your savings. And ideally, make sure that it's not an account where you can just easily take out money. And that's important for me, our tax-free savings account, uh, we keep it in a brokerage account, so an online account. And it's not easy to just take the money out. Yes, you can transfer, but it takes a bit of effort on our end to, you know, I don't have, let's say, a card, like a, like a, a physical card for that tax-free savings account. So it's just a bit more effort and thought needs to be put into actually, you know, withdrawing money from that account. I have to go online. I have to really look at it and be like, is this really something that I should be doing? So just putting some barriers for me not to have the money so accessible has really helped for avoiding some, you know, unnecessary transfers from that account because your goal with your savings account is it for you to see the money grow and then start spending it? No, your goal is for you to have money in there so that you can then invest your money. So that's important. So whether it's your tax-free savings account, um, whatever account you have your savings in, I want you to make sure that you automate your saving transfer each paycheck into that account. So just automate it. So if you get paid on Thursday, Wednesday, Friday, whenever you get paid, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, automate your savings and don't wait necessarily for you to get the money. You know, when you get paid, you have a clear uh, understanding. You know, if you're on a salary, you know exactly what date you get paid. So Automate it, go to your online banking and automate a transfer of 10% of your earning, your net pay directly transfer into that savings account that you have. Automation is absolutely key because it allows you to save money without having the temptation to use it prior to saving it. Very, very important. And I promise you, when you start automating your, your, your savings this way, you will see how your money just starts growing. It's going to be like this beautiful little plant that you are watering by transferring and, you know, the seed that is being watered into good soil, which is your savings account. And then you'll just see it grow and grow into this beautiful blossomed plant. And as it grows, then you know what to do with the money. But we're not talking about investment at all, because I really just want you to focus your mind on savings. So that was number three, I believe, right? So let's dive into number four. Something that I do for number four um, I save every money that I have into 
um, you know, I have different accounts for different purposes, but the account where the money gets deposited, so your paycheck or your, um, you know, if you're self-employed, whatever it may be, uh, the money, the, your earned money, where it gets deposited, I distribute it into different accounts. There's always some amount, a little bit of money that is left in that account where it is first deposited before the next paycheck. What I want you to do is I want you to take, so if it's a checking account for you, I want you to take whatever's left in your checking account the night before your paycheck. So if it's $100 that's left, you get paid, let's say, Thursday morning, and it's Wednesday night, you have $100 left into your checking account the, before you go to bed and get a new paycheck. I want you to take that $100 and transfer it into your savings account. So that's essentially saving the leftover money that you have in your checking account prior to receiving moments after or, you know, the morning after your new earned money into your checking account. So save that leftover automatically. This is really important because you will see it's it's sort of, you know, almost like you're recycling your money, your leftover money instead of you you just putting it in the garbage or just letting it sit there and accumulate possibly other unnecessary expenses that you're going to definitely find a reason to spend on because that's just what we do. Automatically funnel it into a recycle system into your savings. It's important because you see the money, you know, just grow and you find yourself now having added to your savings in addition to the 10% that you are already planning on adding when you get paid. So it's a good tip. It's a good trick and it works really well for us. So I'm sharing it with you as well. The fifth tip that I have for you is to actually control your spending by applying the 30-day rule. So the 30-day rule is really a way for you not to splurge on your spending. And it simply means that if you really want to buy something, give yourself 30 days to consider it. So if you're in the store right now as you're listening to this podcast episode, Let's say that you have something in hand. I want you to put it back. You know, I know you like it. I know you want it, but don't buy it right away. Just put it back in the hanger and just hang it back. Think about it for 30 days. Leave the store. Leave it in your shopping cart, in your online shopping. Do not press the checkout button. Just Leave it there and think about it for 30 days. When you're thinking about it for 30 days, do I really want this? And, you know, have a conversation because we have ways to like trick our minds and be like, oh my God, I really need it. I need this, you know, other little black dress. I don't have any clothes. How many times do we tell ourselves this? I don't have any clothes. Oh my God, 
I, I need this and whatever it may be that you're tricking your mind. We're tricking our minds to believe why we need the purchase. Consider for 30 days and statistics are clear that when you do give yourself some time instead of, you know, buying in the heat of the moment, when you give yourself some time to just think about it, you will realize that a lot of the things that you believe that you needed, you actually don't end up wanting it after you give yourself that 30 day. And this is a good way for you to avoid, um, you know, sort of impulse purchases and really start focusing more into knowing what are your wants versus your needs. And that 30 day period allows you to do that and have a clear mindset when you go back. And after 30 days, don't get me wrong. If you want to go back after 30 days and you still want that thing, by all means, go purchase it. As long as it is still you living below your means, go for it. I'm not saying don't buy it. It's just delay your gratification by waiting that 30 days. And you'll see, you may go back and you may not get the three things that you wanted and rather just get that one thing. And you may go back and that thing is on sale, you know, the item that you wanted. Or you may go back and decide, or you may not even go back and decide, you know what, I don't want to go back. So just give yourself a chance to really think about it before purchasing it. Number six, oh, and just to tell you a little bit about that 30-day rule, I just want to give you an example about me actually practicing it. Last weekend, I was, and I haven't been in the mall for a while. I try to avoid malls because I just think it's a place of impulse when it comes to shopping. So if I don't need to be there, I don't go. Uh, But I went to the mall after a while of not being there. I needed to get some some stuff, so I went, and I went into a store that I really like, and I'm a lover of blazers. Like, I just absolutely love blazers, you know, and I saw this really nice navy blue blazer, and the old me would have just gone and just purchased that blazer. I think it was $79.99. I would have just purchased it. So how did I convince my mind and my brain not to do that? I said, you know what? This is the first store I'm walking in. I'm not just going to purchase it. I'm going to go into other stores. And if I really want it, I'll come back for it. So I went into other stores. I went to run errands that I had to run for our our child and, and, and whatnot. And then I went into another store that I really like as well, just to look at blazers as well. And I didn't see any blazers there. But the funny thing is, I did not go back to that first store where I saw the blazer that I loved. Not because I didn't love the blazer anymore. I still do. But because I'm applying the 30-day rule. And essentially what I'm saying is, if that blazer honestly belongs in my closet, if I want it, 30 days from now, it will still be there. It will still have my size. If it's meant to be, it will be. Otherwise, I'll be fine with it. But I kid you not, when I was in that store, the first time I saw the blazer, I picked it up. I had it in my hand. For sure, I was going to purchase it. But I had to consciously stop myself and put it back in the hanger for me to even allow my brain to go through all the process that I went through. 
So I haven't purchased it yet. And I'm not going back to the mall this week or anytime soon just for the blazer. It's not that important at this moment for me. So I'm giving myself the 30 days rule. And after 30 days, if I really want it, I'll go for it. If not, I'll just let it go. So this is just an example of me actually practicing it. And I hope, you know, it helps you as well to really just start practicing that 30 day rule. So number six, cash diet. I did an entire um, series on Instagram on ways to, to uh, save money. And I spoke about the cash diet. So go on Instagram, scroll through uh, my post and look for a detailed uh, description of the cash diet. But number six, I just want to briefly tell you about the cash diet. It's just a way for you to force yourself to spend uh, consciously as opposed to, you know, uh, just being out there and spending money by swiping your, your, your debit or your credit card. For me, I use the cash diet for grocery shopping because I know grocery shopping just goes completely out of control. So I grocery shop with cash. Yes, I'm mindful that I can gain all these points. And if I use credit card, if I do this, you know, why aren't you shopping with your credit card for your groceries? You can earn this points. You can do that. I'm mindful of all these things, but to be perfectly honest with you guys, I know how much grocery shopping goes out of control and I'm not willing to jeopardize getting back into consumer credit card debt for the sake of earning points here and there. So for me, it's cash. And when cash leaves your hand, it is a lot harder than when you swipe that card because there's actually a transaction that is registered in your brain. So you have money that leaves your hand, that goes into someone else's hand, and it's not money that comes back to you. With your card, you know, you give your card, you get the items that you purchase, and your card is returned to you. So your brain doesn't automatically easily register that money actually left you. Because you get the card back, you get your transaction, and it feels good. But the cash, you don't get it back. So it's harder for you to actually release it. And that's the point of it. You know, have you ever been at the cash registry and you're told the total and you're paying by cash? Let's say the total is $59 and you have $60. You know, you just look back at the items that you purchased just a little bit closer when you pay in cash because you're like, oh, do I really need that pack of gum that I just put there and that chocolate bar that I have there? Maybe I'll just remove that because I actually want to keep $5 in my hand instead of giving my entire $60. So that's the magic of having cash. So make sure to go on our Instagram at financially underscore savvy girl for details on what I said about the cash diet. And I will eventually turn that as well into a blog post as well for those who rather read article. Number seven, your living cost, your 
cable phone internet. I really want you to try to downgrade those things as well as your Uber. If you use a lot of Uber, your Uber trips, I want you to minimize those. What do I mean by that? So these are areas where I'm finding people are spending a lot of money. And if you really downgrade, you know, reduce your spending in those areas, you're going to have more money left for you to save, left for you to add to your savings account for sure. So your living costs, you know, it should be 25% to 30% of your total monthly uh, income. So if you earn, let's say, um, I don't know, let's say that you earn per month, we'll say that you earn $3,000. Let's say that, okay? So 25% of $3,000 is $750. So wherever you live, your rent or your mortgage should not be more than $750 if you're earning $3,000. That's my rule. So keep it at 25%. If you get to 30%, let it be the maximum. But ideally, you want to keep it at 25% um, around there of your earning for the month. Like that, it's essentially a quarter of your earning. And you're not too tight, you know, because you've put all your money into your uh, living cost. Your cable, your Uber as well are areas that you can really reduce. Your cable, phone, internet, you know, do you really use cable or are you watching your stuff online? So just reduce your your cable if you have a cable bill. Do you really, um, you know, look at your phone bills? Do you really need this plan or can you reduce it? That's another area that you want to consider. And if you find that you are always going above your data, reduce all that because there's no point for you to be paying all that extra money when you could just funnel that money instead and rechannel it into your savings account. So Uber, you know, it's nice outside now. So if you travel a lot by Uber and you had all these great excuses why you needed to take the Uber every single day or every week because it was winter and it was cold and I get it, or, you know, you use Uber at night because it's 9 p.m., 10 p.m., you don't want to walk. Those are all really valid reasons and excuses and justification as well. However, it's now summer and, you know, you can take the bus, you can, uh, there's so many things that you can do. You can walk, you can bike. So make sure that you discipline yourself and that one extra Uber trip that you could have done that you've decided not to do, instead of just keeping that money into your account, I want you to channel it into your savings account, into your saving goals. You know, oh, I didn't spend the $50 that I would have spent on Uber for the month. So I'm going to take that money and I'm just going to put it into my savings account. Done dealio. So that's number seven. And another thing in number seven that I want to add is just look for your membership. You know, if you have a gym membership, if you have whatever other membership, um, magazine membership, do you really need those things? If you don't, if you just have it because you, you want to hope and 
convince yourself that later on you're actually going to go to the gym and you haven't been for a year, just cancel that. Go outside, walk, you know, put a YouTube video and work out from your living room. Just cancel that $30 or $60 membership monthly subscription that you have um, that you really don't use. And I want you to take that money and automate it into your savings account. So that's just you redirecting extra money or money that you really are misusing and redirecting it into your saving goals. That's tip number seven. Number eight, what I want you to do as well is to really learn how to turn your trash into cash, you know, and I had to do that a lot. I had a lot of shoes, too many clothes, and I've completely gone minimalist. And a good way for you to do it, you know, there's certain things that you cannot necessarily, you don't necessarily want to um, sell and you can give those away. Just get rid of extra stuff. But there's so many opportunities in your home for you to actually earn extra money. So go into your closet, get all these stuff that you really don't need and start selling it. Sell it online, get the app you know, that you need to sell it, sell it online on Kijiji, wherever it is that you want to sell on Facebook, on Kijiji, on an app, you know, online shopping app, sell your items there and make extra money. And all the money that you make from this extra cash, I want you to just transfer it into your saving goal. Just put it into your savings automatically. And in addition to your clothes as well, just look around the house you know, those extra stuff, kids' toys. Kids' toys are so big. You can easily sell these things on, you know, Facebook market or wherever else you want to sell it, on Kijiji or whatever else. If your children don't use those toys anymore, put it up, sell it, you know, strollers, um, all these things, you can easily sell it. So make sure that you sell any extra, look around your house, and you'll be surprised some of items that you think are just trash for you, it's someone else's treasure. So put it out there and let someone else benefit from it. Number nine, if you have a side hustle or you and your spouse have your finances together, like there's a joint income coming in, you're married or you're with someone, you have a partner and there's joint income Try as much as you can. It's going to be hard, but try as much as you can. I promise you it's feasible to live on one income. Not both of your income, but one income. This will allow you to free the other income so that you guys can really, really aggressively funnel your savings. If you have debts, use that other income to pay off your debts, and then really funnel your savings. You know, channel that money into your savings. It will grow your saving plant into such a beautiful plant, I promise you, and easily and fast. Yes, you're going to feel like, you know, we could live a lot better if we just put all our money together and have this extra lifestyle. But just the small sacrifice that you're making, trust me, once you've paid your debt, 
you increase your saving, you start investing, you'll see that those joint income will really allow you guys then to really live freely this life of abundance that you so deserve without having to owe anyone anything for it. So that's number nine. And number 10, really the saving tip that I have is for you to commit yourself to eating out less. It's summertime, temptation for patio, drinks, and, you know, just the nice restaurants are there. And I'm not saying don't do it because you know what? You also have to have a bit of fun. But if you're used to eating out, let's say twice a week, reduce it to once a week. If you're used to doing it once a week, reduce it to once every two weeks. Whatever it may be, just really focus on reducing it a bit and use that money. So the money that you were going to use, you know that, you know, I would have gone out, would have had a drink, would have uh, had an appetizer, would have had my dinner or lunch, and it would have cost me approximately 30 to $50. Take that money and just put it into your savings account. If for you, it's not so much the eating out, but it's your coffee trips or whatever it may be, just take that money and save it instead. And make your coffee at home. Just, you know, for the week, just say, you know what? It costs me usually $5 to get this at Starbucks or whatever it may be. For this whole week, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to make my coffee at home. And then I'll have my coffee, you know, my store-bought coffee next week. And just put that money into your savings account. Just, you know, I'm not one to completely let you um, eliminate things that you absolutely love. Because I do think that's how people get frustrated in their financial uh, journey or their savings or debt payment uh, goals, but just discipline yourself in the process. That's all, you know? So hopefully these tips will help you truly put your money into savings. Have a goal for your savings. Those who plan and have goals for their savings are twice likely to be successful than those who just, you know, their goal is simply to have the money. No, you want to save with purpose. Everything that you do with purpose, that's how you truly achieve it because you have your purpose in mind and that's what keeps you going. It allows you to sacrifice. It allows you to be motivated. When you see that money grow, you see your purchase be uh, you know, you see yourself being closer to reaching your, pur- your, 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 your purpose, your goal, your plan. It truly motivates you. So until then, stay motivated on your personal finance journey. This is Financially Savvy Girl Podcast. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram. Make sure that you also send me an email on you know, just visit www.financiallysavvygirl.ca. Let me know what are some other saving tips that have been working for you that you want to share with us. 
and we'll make sure to post them as well on our social media. Until then, take hold of your freedom, take hold of your future with the financial savvy.